Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 156 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Father, uh, thank you for another opportunity to do another podcast, and uh, just pray that our listeners will be blessed by it. Lots going on in the world, Father, and we know that you are handling all of it according to your providence. We know that you are our, our sovereign, you're holy, and you're righteous. You're omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. You're immutable. You are the one and only true God. And worshiping anything else is a form of idolatry. We know that, Father. And so help us to not worship ourselves. Help us not to trust upon and depend upon and lean wholly upon human government to provide all of our needs and everything for us, but that we would think of you and lean upon you and trust you just as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did, even with all of their flaws and all of their um, difficulties in life, the problems that they had with their families, the problem they had, problems they had with um, others, other tribes. You walked them through all of it. You took care of all, took care of them through all of their uh, flaws. And so take care of us through all of our flaws, Father, and help us to see the truth as whatever it might be. Help us to walk in the truth. Help us to knowledge the truth. And we know, Father, that your word is truth. Thank you for all these things. Bless the podcast. Help us to glorify you and Strengthen our listeners with truth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> How you All doing, right. Brain? I don't know what you up to, Beef. <laughs> Always up to something. You know me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now, is that good? Is that is is that up to something, good or bad? Well, I don't, folks, I, I don't know. Tell you. I can just tell you that I, I texted the beef and said, Hey, I'm available for a podcast. He goes, okay, five minutes. <laughs> that means we got important things to talk about, I said, right? I, yeah. I said, I got five minutes to get ready for this thing. So anyway, no, it's cool. It's all good. Um, I was oh, happy. Hey was bro. Happy that, that. That's, that's yeah. what we, that's what we said. We were going to do the podcast. It's right. like off guard, you know, no off preparation. Which probably a lot of people will get insulted by that. Like, oh, these guys are not even prepared, right? (laughs) That's true, huh? (laughs) Folks, maybe we shouldn't say that. (laughs) I've been preparing for 61 years. I don't know what they're talking about. Oh, (laughs) it's a mic drop on that one. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Well, the world is still tipsy topsy turning, right? Last time I checked, from the from the truckers in Canada to the shutdowns in Australia to all of the deception in the United States in the UK to to the Nuremberg trials that are going on in Europe, right? Uh-huh. I mean, yep. I'd like that, but that was a boom right there. That um, was a boom. Yeah. Uh, just I say Nuremberg trials, my, my boom box goes, boom. Anyway, <laughs> um, and I'm not lethargic this podcast. I'm actually awake and alert. Um, <laughs> I was really tired the last podcast. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, hey, yeah, so will, you were lethargic, and I, I completely forgot to turn off my fan. So you know, we yeah, got a little extra. It was an off week, just an off week. We had extra <laughs> effects on our recording. How about that? There you go. <laughs> we do this radio style, folks. If you if you're trying to figure out what is going on with this podcast, we do it like a radio program, and that's what we decided to do when we first started this pod podcast. Mm-hmm. And we wanted we originally started out wanted to be a. Um, podcast on Christian apologetics, defending the faith, Christian faith. And then the world just suddenly did a, it, it, it was like the Poseidon adventure and all uh, Poseidon adventure. Remember that movie, brother? Oh yeah. Poseidon. Of Poseidon. course. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the ship of the world suddenly capsized upside down. Yep. <laughs> Everything went upside down and we go, Oh, Whoa, wait a minute. We got to pay attention to what's going on over here. Uh-huh. So that's what we've been doing ever since. Um, so I don't know. Do you have anything you want to begin with, brother? Uh yeah, why not? I'll hit you with some stuff right off the bat. How about that? I'm gonna Sound grind your then. gears a little bit. How about that? Grind not full gear, on, man. not full on grinding, like semi-grinding, you know, kind of you're driving and it kind of goes, you know, a little bit of that. Just, just get me wound up, brother. All right. I'm gonna wind you up so you can, wound up. you can come in hot when your topics come up. All right. All right. So we got an AME elder. That's the African Methodist Episcopal Church, uh, and also a Columbia professor. Now, this gen- this gentleman claims that Christians who oppose face masks have spirit of Antichrist. He said it, bro. You have the spirit of Antichrist because you choose not to wear a mask. Oh, that means I I'm have the spirit of Antichrist because I don't wear a mask either. <laughs> Where, where was that passage in the Bible where Jesus said, "If you don't wear a mask, you're not you're not a part of me"? I mean, where was? Do you remember that verse? Uh, it that? must be that new revision Bible <laughs> over there in, <laughs> as Vody Bauckham says, in Second Hesitations. <laughs> Brother, I don't. I got a mask and I ain't ever put it off. It's the one I was born with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a permanent one? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't need to put an extra one on. I got a permanent uh, mask. Well, here, let me give you a little bit of what this man says. His name is Overy, O-B-E-R-Y. Overy? Over? No, that cannot be it. You got to pronounce it different. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Overy M. Hendricks, Jr., an ordained elder in the African Methodist Episcopal Church and, a, and an adjunct professor of religion at Columbia University in New York City, Accused. This guy's a professor. He's a professor, bro, and not just of oh any college. Goodness. This is Columbia College. Well, so wait, Columbia College, Columbia University. Sorry, in who New is York. wasting their money on his class? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
So he accused Christians who oppose wearing face masks amid the COVID-19 pandemic of having the spirit of Antichrist. Hendricks, a self-described democratic socialist. Yeah, they're wasting their money. Yeah, and author of the book, Christians Against Christianity, How Right-Wing Evangelicals Are Destroying Our Nation and Our Faith. Folks, that should tell you everything about this man off the bat. in which he criticizes conservative evangelicals, including Franklin Graham, Pastor Robert Jeffers, uh, is also a member of the Democratic National Committee's Faith and Advisory Council. Wow. I mean, this guy's in there. Uh, The Christian scholar made his comments about masking during a February 8 interview with Alfred Street Baptist Church Pastor Howard John Wesley on his YouTube show, Can I Push It? And he says, these folks are not fulfilling their gospel responsibility. They're violated, Hendricks says. They're spitting in the face of it. It's anti-biblical. It's anti-Christian. And I'll go farther. What we see reflected in their attitudes and their actions and their pronouncements is what First John calls the spirit of Antichrist. When we look again at these conservatives, these right-wingers that talk about you're infringing on my freedom by having me wear a mask, they don't understand that they are violating the biblical principle of responsibility for our brothers and sisters, he insisted. <sighs> they, evangelicals, say that unequivocally, according to the Bible, same-gender emotional and physical intimacy is a sin, and these folks should be cast out. But when you read the passages about homosexuality, they are only a handful of them. And the Bible talks more about bestiality than it talks about same gender loving people. But the few places where it mentions same same gender loving people, you put them in a cultural historical context and translate them correctly. Either they are like in Leviticus and their Deuteronomy, they're dealing with circumstances at the moment to try to keep the Hebrew people from going over into the Canaanite religion of instance or for instance. And lastly, it says, so it mentions not to lie with with men, but it doesn't really, it says that men should not become holy ones into the Hebrew. What does that mean? You should not get involved into the Canaanite temple cult, a fertile, fertile cult in which men become essentially try to become women that dress like women, act like women, they even have their private parts exercised, excised, sorry, so they can fulfill this role of women in order to worship a feminine God. Brother, that dude went way off the subject when he started talking about how conservative evangelicals talk about uh, gender and and, uh, homosexuality, went off topic. Uh, But anyways, are we anti-Christ? When we choose not to put our mask on, no. <laughs> and what what passage specifically in First bro, John? Bro, bro, bro. But he's 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 a he's a pastor. He's an elder. He's a professor at a university. Are you sure so, he's? Are you sure he's wrong? Yeah. Let's see. The Pharisees they were the doctors and the professors and the uh, university. Um, a faculty of Jesus' day when he was walking on the earth is 33 years. What do you have to say? What did he have to say to them? And what do you say about them? Snakes, hypocrites, right? 
Yep. Um, and, what, and who did he go and choose for his disciples? The highest professors in the great universities of the seminaries? No. Yeah. He chose a bunch of fishermen, tax collectors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? And what was the whole purpose of the Reformation? To put the word of God in the, into the hands of the common people so the common people could keep the professors and the priest of the, at that time, Roman Catholic Church uh, and others in religious authority, that they could keep them in check and they could know what the word of God says for themselves. So he's, he's appealing to authority. That's a fallacy. It's a logical fallacy. Mm. It's called the appeal to authority. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you, you, you're uh, trying to convince people to believe what you're saying based upon your authority, based upon your education, your experience, your authority. Right? He's yep. he's using education. Well, geez, the way he just went off kilter on that passage. I, his education. Look, folks, education isn't always what it seems to be these days. Right. There was a time when education, you, you studied the classics, you studied logic, you studied philosophy, you studied theology, you studied the sciences, you studied how to think, you studied how to debate with each other. What was the great thing about the Greek philosophers? Their debates. They debated they got into got into a room or they got into a, a ring, uh, open air area, and they went to town on each other debating. And guess what? You learn things that way. Mm -hmm. You learn from each other, right? What do scientists do? Real scientists, not the fake ones, the real scientists. They do peer-reviewed uh, studies, and they print them in the peer-reviewed art, uh, peer articles in the uh, scientific uh, publications, and they debate out those uh, hypotheses, those theories, the different things that they come up with, and they're free to challenge the theory. They're free to come up with a different theory, right? Right. Uh, for example, steady state theory versus the Big Bang theory. Steady state theory said that the universe is eternal. Big Bang theory says no, it began at, with a Big Bang. Now that now there's a new theory that's kind of combining them, saying, uh, no, well, there's a Big Bang, and then it implodes, and it explodes, and it implodes. It's the oscillating universe theory. And, you know, the universe continues to recreate itself over and over again. These are, these are just a product of scientists debating each other and trying to look at evidence, trying to look at the things that they're seeing and trying to make sense of it. Yeah. That's how truth is, is arrived at. That's how, you, you know, that's real thinking. What this professor did, he said, you do what I say and believe what I said because I'm the professor and I said it. Therefore, that's it. It's settled. If you don't do what I say, then you are of the spirit of Antichrist. That's basically mm. what he just did. Yeah. And that's why I asked what which specific passage, passage well, in 1 John. Let's get, let's get into that, yeah. brother. It's 1 John. And uh, it's 1 John. Uh, it starts, I believe, uh, verse 18. For, uh, what? Which chapter? Uh, first John, oh, sorry about that. Chapter, yeah, the, that'll make that'll help a lot, huh? Chapter 2, verse 18. Okay, 218. Uh, 
It's right after, right after, uh, you know, where it talks about uh, 15, do not love the world, the things of this world, if anyone loves the world, and then it gets into that uh, concerning Antichrist. mm -hmm. It's underlined in my Bible. So let's back up. Uh, Mine's highlighted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, okay, let's go back because you have to get context. See, that's the first thing you have to do, folks. You have to go back and get context. On anything that's see people, what they do is they rip those verses out of their context and they and they twist them and use them uh, for their personal agenda, and that's a mishandling of the word of God. So, verse twelve, <clears throat> I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake. Now, little children is a reference in a spiritual sense to new believers. Okay. Yeah, right. I write unto you, fathers, these are the older believers, because ye have known him, uh, that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, these are the, uh, they've matured a little bit, right? They're not baby believers anymore. Now they're a little bit more mature, but they're not really old, you know, old believers, but they're full of vigor and energy and, and strength, right? These are the young, young men. These are the mm-hmm. believers that are at that stage. He says... <clears throat> I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. Well, how did they do that? I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. Now, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Okay. So that has to do with being worldly, worldliness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, lust of the eyes. And then we'll, we'll go into that. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. So when, when Eve looked at the fruit, she saw that it was good to look at, right? It was pleasant to the eyes, lust of the flesh. That's right. And the well pleasant to the flesh it was, it was good to taste it, she, that, that was the taste part she it was pleasant to the taste and she it was good to look at right less of the mm-hmm. eyes and the pride of life what did what was promised if, if she ate the fruit that she would be as a god knowing good and evil pride of life right mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is the same thing that we're tempted with with over and over and over and over again those three things. That's the three main temptation categories that we face as uh, human beings on this earth. So those things are not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. Little children, it is the last time. Now, is that a timing statement, brother? Uh, yes. It is present tense. The last time. And yes, it's the same thing in the Greek, folks. And, and check it out. Yours is the uh, King James Version, right? Right. Mine's the English Standard Version. And mine okay. says it is the last hour. There you go. Talk about there timing statement, right? Right. Pretty clear. The last time. So we're talking about the end times, the last times, right? Mm-hmm. The continually over and over and over and over and over again in the scripture, the timing statement concerning that in the scripture was first century. It was the lifetime of the apostles. Yep. Well, that's a shocker. 
James, <laughs> James Darby, roll over in your grave. Um, folks who don't know who James Darby is, he's the one it, it, who invented the rapture doctrine. Oh, boy, I, I made enemies on that one. Uh, little mm. children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. When? Uh, at the last hour. Which hour is that, brother? Oh, wait. That's, That's the, the lifetime. I was going to say in the what? first first century, right? First century. last la The lifetime of the apostles. And if you look in the book of Revelation, it, talks, it says that he's 666, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's Nero. That's the Roman emperor Nero. That's a shocker. Yeah. So so first of all, his timing is off, this professor. Um, Nero, if, if you look at the Gematria, look, uh, Gematria, folks, I'm giving them, this is a hard lesson to give on a podcast. Uh, you need a you need a course on this, but uh, gematria is a um, numbering system that Greek and Hebrew used, and we kind of use it in English. There's 26 letters in the English language, and what do the gangs do? They use numbers to represent the letters, right? Or, you know, mm -hmm. out in San Diego, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they use the area code, right? 619. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they'll also use numbering of the letters for their gang symbols and so forth. Um, but in, in the Greek and Hebrew, it was actually a part of the language. And each each letter had an, a number associated, and it went from 1 to 10 and then 100 on up, uh, all the way to the end of the alphabet. Well, when you look at Nero in Greek, uh, his name comes out to 666. If you look at it in uh, Latin, it comes out 616. But Greek, it's 666, and the book of Revelation was written in Greek. So the first century believers that read the book of Revelation, they understood it because they understood the old covenant symbolic language. They were Jews. They understood it, and they understood who the Antichrist was. It was Nero. So... We'll leave it at that. And folks, do your own research on this. And you don't have, you're not required to agree with us. How about that? I'm not going to use any kind of professor authority to say you're an antichrist if you don't agree with me. <laughs> 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 so, um, the, you know, it's eschatology. It's open for debate. That's what I say at the beginning. We debate these things out, right? That's right. That's right. So if, if you have a good argument, bring it. Um, so a little, it is the last time, and as we have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now, there are many Antichrists. Even now. Mm -hmm. Right now, brother, while you and I are living, right? Is that what that's saying? It says even now. Yeah, now. Wait a minute. When was that re written? First century. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think now referred to the first century. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man. I got excited for a second there. Some of these things, <laughs> you know, they yeah. don't really apply, uh, you know. But, yeah. Uh, or they so, apply differently. How about that? <laughs> that's right. Even now, are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time? Whoa, wait a minute. Did he just say 
that the first century time when he was writing that it it was the last time at back then uh yeah because mine says the last hour too golly i mean how do we get around that one i I don't see anywhere that it says the time here and the time over there with you guys i don't see that anywhere right and that's the verse 18 that you were saying he was referring to Mm, yes Let's go to 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For they, for if they had been of us, they would not doubt have continued with us. But they went out and they that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One. Ye know all things. So he's talking about people leaving fellowship of the church, right? Yep, exactly. So let me ask you a question. What does that have to do with mask? Maybe he thinks that by you wearing not wearing a mask, you're leaving the fellowship of the saints, bro. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it could really be his interpretation, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? The problem is, I don't see anywhere here that says mask or the word masks in plural, right? Right, uh, right. There's nothing in there about that. Nothing about pandemic, nothing. So the real question is, after, you know, you have revealed all this good stuff in the word of God and, you know, we adhere to the actual proper context. Just because this man has a professor title and an elder title and democratic blah, blah, blah title doesn't make him right, brother. No, any more than it made um, the Pharisees, right, or the Sadducees. And what should or, be our duty in regards to seeing things like this? Well, to be Bereans. That's what you're looking for, isn't it? <laughs> He's shaking his He's nodding his head, folks. There's a reason why we continually, well, yeah, we yeah. continually say be Berean, be Berean. Don't take even our word, right, right at full value. Right. Which means study the scriptures to know what is in them, because the Apostle Paul said that. He said the Brians were more righteous because they studied the scriptures to see if those things were true. And we have the scriptures more readily available to us today than we have ever had. And 2,000 years of Christians working through the scriptures, interpreting them, right, debating Mm -hmm. the scriptures out. Figuring figuring out what it says among learned men, and 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 uh, bringing it to us today, right? I mean, you've got a lot of great dead authors that you can read that really helps you understand the scriptures. I've been going, I've been using Edersheim a lot lately, brother. Mm, um, that's good, really good stuff. Because we've been going through Genesis in our Bible study at church and. I've been outlining Genesis and all of that. And um, so I've been using Edersheim as kind kind of a guide on what I need to outline and what I need to do, but he's so good on the subject matter, you know, Yeah. and there's so many others that are good at it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just these people, they're just, they're, they are filled, filled with pride and power hungry. And they just want you to bow down at their feet so masks have nothing, it has nothing to do with anything. 
whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask, that's your personal choice. That's what you decide to do based upon what you believe is actually happening in, in all the stuff that they're putting out on the news, right? Yep. <clears throat> whether you believe all the stuff they're putting out or you don't believe it, right? Yep. Um, and, you know, we have our thoughts here. You guys, if you've watched, listened to this podcast for any length of time, you kind of know what that is. But um, we don't give anyone a hard time if they go if they want to wear a mask right i mean right. we we've never done that at least i don't think we have <laughs> i have to look i have we, to think back through a bunch of podcasts we yeah. might have cracked some jokes you know but it's a in, few jokes it, yeah <laughs> it's in fun <laughs> right right but no i mean when we go to church some folks wear a mask and uh, oh, we yeah. don't we, we still fellowship with them and we you know we greet them as brothers and sisters in christ right mm -hmm. absolutely yeah good stuff bro i appreciate your thoughts so folks don't believe everything you read you know in the news or articles research test all things all right bro i got one more for you well this is not it's not really to grind your gears but <clears throat> just because of the history of uh, this church in particular so, okay. you know, I know, everybody knows Hillsong, right? Yes. The mega church that uh, from uh, way from right. down under, right? Yeah. That started yeah. out there. Well, there was. Are they still operating? They're I mean, still they up, Bro, they're still they, operating. They're still making millions upon millions of how dollars. How did they do it through all these shutdowns and lockdowns that they have in Australia? How are they doing it? Well, donations online. You know what I mean? They oh, uh, gotcha. remote okay. virtual services. You know, they, oh, they maintain okay. all that. And because there's such okay. there, there are a church that banks everything on entertaining that mm -hmm. obviously to to folks, that's going to be catchy. Right. That's going to attract you. It's entertaining. It's all about, you know, more entertainment than anything else. Um, and also their loose theology when it comes to uh, uh, scripture. So. Anyways, we, you know, and we, I think we covered it before where they've been scrutinized and investigated to some degree because of the financial situation. Not only that, uh, uh, their hair, head pastor, uh, Brian Houston, his dad, when it came out years later after, you know, when Brian Houston took over, that his dad, there was a cover up on uh, sexual abuse <clears throat> to uh, uh, minor kids, you know, or minor uh, uh, young adults. Minor young adults, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, young adults and minors, I should say. So oh, pedophilia. And, yeah, there's pedophilia involved and things like that, or uh, some sort of sexual abuse as well. But throughout okay. the ministry's, you know, history, uh, you know, and we saw it here at the New York uh, mega church that they had a pastor. Well, no, I shouldn't call him pastor, but Carl, Carl Lentz recently was let go because he he had a, an extramarital uh, affair. You know, and uh, he was very loosey goosey on his theology. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was more more like a concert when you went to his church. Anyways, brother, uh, uh, with all these things that have taken place, they're still continuing to survive. Although, you know, there, there's a lot more people criticizing them. There's an actually uh, um, uh, a docu series that is going to be airing soon on Discovery Channel or what they call Discovery Plus app on March 24th. And uh, what it is, it, they released a trailer 
uh, of the uh, it's a it's a three part docu documentary series about Hillsong Church, saying it will explore the high profile, start studded church's alleged exploitation, abuse, and cover ups as a global movement, and it's called Hillsong: A Mega Church Exposed. Will premiere on Discovery Plus on March twenty fourth. So that's going to be an interesting docu series because it seems that they're going to go into detail because there's a lot of information that is out there that not everybody has. And apparently, with this docu series, uh, I mean, it's going to expose everything. That seems to be the trend in 2022, doesn't it? Yeah, everybody's being exposed for their evil and their pedophilia and their crimes and yep. they're um, willing to do anything to gain power and to keep power. Uh, the human nature of sin is on full display in 2022. Yeah. And, and you know, if you have trust in men, uh, I think they might be obliterated this year. Oh, absolutely. Pay, you know, there's a lot going on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that's happening. Um, look, that's loosely called the church because uh, loosely. Their, their theology just is not orthodox at all. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. And by it, orthodox, the craziness of all this, brother, is that, okay, so for those that are wise and are discerning, you could tell there was issues with that so-called church for many years, you know, yeah. and when we pinpoint, not only that, we didn't have to go far. You broke down one of their pastors, you know, a sermon, you can find all the holes in that sermon and how bad the theology was, but to continue to survive because people just chose not to believe what others were kind of, you know, screaming from the mountaintop saying that this wrong in this place uh, to have somebody you know, that's going to really look into them and expose these things. I mean, that that should, should be very telling to a lot of people. And that should, at this point, it's like, pay attention now and really look at this thing. And, and Hillsong, at some point, you probably cease to exist because of how bad things are. Or become, either cease to exist or become largely irrelevant no absolutely i mean yeah. I, I what i read it's parts of the trailer it's gonna even compare the way some cults operate as to how very cult-like hillsong is yeah that's interesting and in the big pool was the music wasn't it oh absolutely you know music is a powerful tool for it evangelicals very, to use right <clears throat> and right, it starts with their much. emotions Let's play with people's emotions so that they can, you know, say yes and round down to the stage and, you know, uh, and, it, and, it, and accept it, it, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right? Yeah, which Jesus? <laughs> exactly. I mean, who is this Jesus that they refer to, that anybody refers to? We have to define that. Who is Jesus? Yeah. Right. Well, and uh, what does it mean to accept him as your Savior? What is that? Exactly. Just some some uh, quick uh, quick prayer and acknowledgement, and then go on with a wicked life. Is that accepting Jesus? Mm. Um, and, who, and who is you know who is he? How much do we know about him? That's why theology is so important. That's why nailing it down in the scriptures is so important because you can believe on the wrong Christ. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Matthew, right? Uh -huh. the, the famous passage passage of Matthew seven, right. 
really brings that online and people wonder about that page what what really what yeah, what, is, what that? is that what is right? that exactly well that's the wrong jesus believing in the wrong jesus um i'll just give a little little one on this he says uh and out of verse 21 <clears throat> sorry for my my throat folks not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whoops. Uh, that's a problem. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Well, what's the will of the Father? Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye to work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto the wise man, which builds his house upon a rock. And the rain descends, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. He's talking about <clears throat> those who believe a lie versus those who believe truth. Those who are truly regenerated in Christ and those who are fake. Yep. And what, what did the fake people say? They said, notice, notice their response back. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Mm -hmm. Look at what I did. Exactly. And in thy name, cast out devils. Look, look, I was casting devils out in your name, Lord. Yep. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Didn't, I, didn't we do a lot of things? Didn't we do a lot, of, a lot of wonderful works? Look at our great ministry, Lord. We were worldwide. We had the greatest music of any in, uh, ministry. We, we, we brought so many people to Christ, Lord. Why would you condemn me? Because it's all about you. Yep. And... What did Christ say? Right. There was the Pharisee that says, Lord, I thank thee that I am not as this publican. Mm. And the publican is on his knees saying, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Mm -hmm. Beating his chest, burdened over his sin. And the Lord said, that is the publican that would enter into glory and not the pharisee it's wow. not about us it's not what we do it's not it's not any of that and that's the new theology isn't it which is the old theology it's the new theology which is the old theology the old theology of penance you have to do penance you have to do this you have to do that right yeah from the middle ages has become the new theology well, you have to use certain words. You have to speak a certain way. You have to wear a mask. You have to get your shots. You have to do this. You have to do that. Uh, none of that's true. Only thing you have to do is come to an understanding of your own human depravity and humble yourself before God and ask, his, ask for his mercy. 
Mm. And by the time you do that, he's already chosen you and began to redeem you already by then anyway. Yeah. Good stuff, bro. <clears throat> Folks, we, we, we have to adhere to the word of God and understand the context, understand the whole counsel of the Lord, the truth about the gospel, the true Jesus, the Trinity, and all that good stuff. If not, like Timothy says, we're going to be tossed to and fro by every reign of doctrine. And that includes Hillsong's doctrine. So, yeah, bro, it's going to be huge. I'm going to, I'm actually going to check it out. I want to see how far they go. But uh, we, bro, we've been talking a lot about how the Lord is is purging, you know, his church and, and you know, separating the sheep from the goat, you know, believe, separating the true church from the false church. You know, and this is a sign, clear sign of things that are taking place. God's judgment, bro. Yeah, God's revealing uh, all of this stuff. And, then, you know, and he doesn't always do it that way. Sometimes he just brings judgment and just crushes everything. Yeah, absolutely. But this time he's being a lot more merciful. He is revealing the bad actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. he's showing the world who they are. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So, um, so let's, let's go into that. Take it away, brother. Well, you know, Justin Trudeau, the premier of Canada, right? Do they call him premier? What do they call him? The big Pumpa? Yeah, yeah. What, what, or, what's his official title? The the uh, dude? I don't know. Something. Anyway. Or, or, or I think nowadays they call him Hitler's little buddy. Well, that what did you see Elon <laughs> Musk? Did, what Elon Musk put out? No. The last thing I've read about it was what we covered last podcast in regards to Bill Maher calling him little Hitler. <laughs> oh my God. Even Bill Maher's in on the act. Um, oh yeah. Elon Musk uh, put out a little uh, meme uh-huh. and it had a picture of Hitler. Oh, <laughs> well that's, that, that's, that's not a good start already. Right? No, it's not. <laughs> and, and on the top part of the caption, it said, stop comparing me to Justin Trudeau. And on the bottom it said, I had a budget. Oh. <laughs> well, even Elon Clever. Musk is, Clever. Even Elon Musk is hitting on him. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's why he's already lost. He's already got that uh image. Yeah. Of being a little Hitler and uh being a tyrant. Mm-hmm. And the truckers have already won. In, in their convoy because they have exposed him for who he really is. Yeah. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what happens from this point on. It really doesn't. He's already exposed and the entire world knows what and who he is. Absolutely. His he's done his, mm-hmm. his entire, not only is his political career completely obliterated, everything is completely obliterated. He's done. And, and he's he's committing crimes against humanity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, brings us to the Nuremberg trials. Did you know they're going on again? Nuremberg again, huh? 2.0. Yeah, wow. 2.0. I've got on my computer right now, I think it was five hours of testimony at on day two of the Nuremberg trials. 2022 folks Uh we're not talking about the 1940s nuremberg trial we're talking about the 2022 nuremberg trial Mm. and the stuff that's being revealed 
is shocking. This whole pandemic was mm-hmm. fake. Wow. Okay, that 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 just sent shock waves through some folks. That's for sure. It's fake. What disappeared for two years? The flu. What disappeared for two years? The common cold. It turns mm-hmm. out COVID is Corona. Coronavirus, a common cold. Yeah. They still haven't isolated anything that they can present in court to prove that Corona, that, that uh, I'm sorry, that the COVID even exists. Yeah. But we know that there were gain of function research done by Fauci Incorporated and the National Institute of Health with Wuhan, China, right? The, mm-hmm. the lab in Wuhan, China. <clears throat> now this is coming out that other people may be involved. Wow. And in and, and developing this thing. And there's copyrights on all this stuff. We talked about it on this program. There's a copyright on the coronavirus. <laughs> on yep. COVID. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's unreal. And then, of course, the, the, the so-called vaccines, which are not vaccines, they're bioweapons. Myocarditis, pericarditis, strokes, all over the place. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and we have... Athletes dropping everywhere. I mean, on the fields, all over the place, right? Right. People coming out and bragging about getting their third shot all over TikTok and other places. And then next thing you know, they're somebody's coming on their Facebook page or something like that and saying, unfortunately, they passed away last week or this week or whatever it might be, like a week or two after they're posting their prideful shot. Mm-hmm. Why are people, why would that puzzles me? Why would anybody be prideful over getting a shot of, of, of what they're considering to be a vaccine? Yeah. And the fact that there's no um, full disclosure on these uh, shots <clears throat> when they're being given, that, that means that the people given the shots are guilty of a crime. Mm-hmm. You look at the pharmacists have come out and complained. They said, you know, you look up, you pull up the insert and they've actually they've, they've made videos where they pulled out the insert for the, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, whichever, AstraZeneca, doesn't matter which one it is. Mm-hmm. And insert's empty. Do you know why it's empty, folks? Because it's still experimental and it's still a clinical trial. Guess who the clinical trial subjects are? Anyone who takes the shot. Mm. They're lying to you. They're, they're lying to us. They've been lying all along. They, they, they created a pandemic out of false numbers. If we had a real pandemic, I should be dead. I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. Mm. And half the people I know would be dead, but they're not. So, <laughs> so I mean, so what they do is they, they crunch, they use a PCR test, which they knew, they knew from the very beginning, PCR tests would not detect any kind of COVID. Right. It wasn't designed for that. PCR tests, according to its creator, was designed to pick up dead DNA for the purpose of research in the labs. That's mm-hmm. all it was used for. And so what they're doing on these positive, oh, you've got, oh, you tested positive for COVID. And people get, oh, oh, they get all panicked. We'll talk about the psychological effect of that in a moment. Um, because they're picking up dead DNA. Mm-hmm. They're not picking up any kind of COVID. Right. But the number goes through the roof. 
So what are the hospitals doing? I'm just giving you guys an overview of what's happened over the last two years. So what's happening in the hospitals? They have protocols, which doctors are required to follow because administrators say you follow it or you're fired. Mm-hmm. You won't have a job. You won't, you won't, won't be able to enter this hospital. And, and what's the protocol all across this country, brother? Yep. It is test them with a PCR test, pick up dead DNA, call them a COVID case, put them into a COVID ward, stuff a ventilator down their throat, and give them remdesivir, which is known to cause kidney, ther- kidney um, failure, among mm-hmm. other things, which eventually ends up the fluids come out of the organs as a result of the remdesivir. They fill in the lungs. Lung, the, the lungs are filled with fluid and they drown in their own liquids in their lungs with a ventilator stuck down their throat. And they, so they go, they die. The hospital just killed them with remdesivir and, a, and an inhibitor in what I can't, I lost the name of it, the tube down their throat. Right. Um, and then they call it a COVID and they report it to the federal government and they'll get thirty dollars to $50,000 per patient. They've made millions of dollars. Every hospital in this country made millions of dollars on blood money. A person that would normally have walked out of that hospital perfectly healthy because they went in with a broken toe or something and they test them. Oh, you've got COVID. Go to the COVID ward and they kill them. Mm. I'm being straight, folks. These administrators are committing homicide. Um, and people are starting to wake up to that now. They're finally starting to wake up to it. Uh, and they get, and it's all about getting the money. It's all about the money. Well, who are these administrators? They're not doctors. Oh, shock! They're not medical professionals. They're business professionals, <clears throat> right? And they know how to make money. So what do you do? Well, what, what could we give them that uh, would kind of mess them up? So they have meet with the doctors. What is the one medication we don't want to give them if they have COVID? Oh, definitely remdesivir. Don't give them remdesivir. Oh, thank you, doctors. Meeting's over. Next thing, the protocol comes out. The only, uh, only drug authorized in the COVID wards is remdesivir. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Wow. I definitely do not allow any ivermectin in here. Yeah, of course, we've already you know messed that one up to most of the public because you know they've been told it's dangerous when it's not. Don't give them hydroxychloroquine, which has been used in Africa for years to treat malaria very successfully and has been extremely successful off schedule for treating, oh, guess what? COVID. Mm-hmm. As they determine COVID, actually, it's treating the flu and and other uh, elements. So, yeah, make sure those don't come in here. And definitely none of that Dr. Zelensko uh, Z-Stack stuff. No, don't put any of that in here. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid it. <laughs> and early treatment, forget early treatment. We're not going to do early treatment. Nope, nope, right. nope. Can't have that because uh, we need to, you know, kill these patients and make money on them. Mm-hmm. You say you think hospitals and administrators are really that sinister? Yep. 
Did you read the old covenant books, Genesis through Malachi, and not figure out that man is basically evil? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, do you really have that much confidence and faith in men, in women, in human beings? I don't. That's idolatry. I have faith in God. I don't have faith in people. Trust and verify. <laughs> no, verify then trust. Actually, that's better. Yeah, verify yeah, then better. trust. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so then, uh, so that's a big reveal. So those they're being exposed in the Nuremberg mm-hmm. trials. That's all coming out. And we're talking, we're talking medical experts going in and testifying in these trials, folks, and saying, uh, yeah, all this is true. And they're exposing these cabals. They're exposing that, yeah, there really is a cabal. Yeah, there really is people at the top, these world bankers, the Rothschilds, who own $500 trillion and uh, own most of the world banks, right? And they funded both sides of most wars from Napoleon on. For, For example, in Vietnam, they funded us and they funded the Chinese and they funded the North Vietnamese. Right. In World War Two, who'd they fund? Well, they funded Hitler and Japan and they funded us. Why? They're making. How do you think they made five hundred trillion dollars? <laughs> A lot of this. stacks yeah. Like that. <laughs> how, how many uh, how many Sherman tanks did we put out in World War Two? Exactly. How many Tiger tanks did, uh, did the Nazis put out in World War Two? Yep. How many ships were built for the Pacific? Who do you think built them, those mm-hmm. world bankers? And how much money do you think they made? Oh, a bunch. It's Fort Knox couldn't handle it. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. There, all this is coming out now. And guess who else is in big trouble, brother? Uh-oh. I'm going to call this segment, what are the Clintons up to? Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, good old Hillary. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hillary, Hillary, Chillery, Clinton, Stillery, or whatever her name is. <laughs> our, our favorite our favorite lady in government, right? Hillary. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's being proven now by Durham. Well, Everybody said, where's Durham? What's going on with Durham? I kept yep. saying, I give him an opportunity to do his investigation. Look, folks, I was a cop for 30 years. I did investigations. I know it takes time. Yeah. yeah. You got to have all your ducks in a row when you come out with them. Otherwise, you're going to get tore up in court. Yep. <laughs> and now, after you said all that, do you notice that there hasn't been any true coverage of this, bro? The media is not really covering it as it should be. Why is that? Well, go figure. They're probably owned and ran by the globalist world oh. bankers. How about that? You know, that's, uh, I'm not going to say a possibility. That is true. That is true. Look, just look up Nuremberg 2.0, folks, uh, on DuckDuckGo. Because Google and all those guys, they're going to censor it. They don't want you to know what's going on. Now, um, Durham has already caught Hillary. She's in huge trouble. She was caught spying on Donald Trump during his campaign and caught spying on him when he was in the White House after he became president. That is treason. It can bring the death penalty. It is a crime. It's a big crime, big Mm -hmm. felony. And she is in trouble. And now she's getting harassed by reporters. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, asking her about it. She can't walk from point A to point B without people screaming at her going, you know, um, lock her up, lock her up. Right. <laughs> she can't. And what did the, I'm not a big Q guy, right? I don't do the whole Q thing. Right. But there's one thing I do remember from all the people who analyzed the, all those Q posts and stuff. Um, one thing I remember is that they said that they would not be able to walk down the street. Mm. They being the bad actors. Yeah. And guess what? They're not able to walk down the street without reporters in their face, asking them about all the corruption without mm -hmm. people screaming at them, being mad at them. They're done. It's game over. Wow. Game over. Yeah. So a lot is happening. Look, Jeffrey Epstein's close friend and, and his, uh, well, let's say his supplier of young women. Uh, 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 it's how do you say it? Say it in French. John Luke. Yeah, John Luke. Yeah, John Luke. Like like John Luke Picard, mm -hmm. right? John Luke Brunel. Brunel. Yep. Yeah. Found dead in apparent prison suicide. He allegedly hung himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not being very creative, are they? No, I mean, Prison. at the very least, make it look a little different and just, that, you know, come on. I get this one. Prison cameras were not working at the time. Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. To, nope. Nope. They were, nothing they were, to see here. Nothing to see here. No, no. It's. No big deal. Don't worry about it. There's nothing to see here, folks. Well, nope, nope, nope. So here's some um, breaking news. Uh -huh. uh, let's see if I can find. Uh, oh, maybe I thought I thought I had it up here, but I don't. All right. So uh, let's let me just run through a few of these headlines. A liberal law professor: Why the media is melting down over Durham revelations directly refute years of prior coverage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, CNN. Are you losing revenues? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oops. You know, you, you look at some of these podcasts, folks. They're bigger than CNN. Mm. Bigger than CNN. How about that? Who would have ever thought that a podcast would have more audience than CNN? That's CNN just has just dropped like. I mean, they're they're down to almost nothing. They they are on a slow, painful decline to extinction. They're basically on life support right now. Yep. And of course, the last quarter, Facebook, everyone's mm -hmm. favorite. Uh, look at your phone every thirty minutes because you're addicted to Facebook. Yeah, that one lost a million. Uh, viewers, was it? How do you call their people? Uh, the people that sign up for Facebook subscribers, subscribers. Yeah, they mm -hmm. lost a million subscribers last quarter, which results in millions of dollars in uh, lost revenue. Mm. Ooh, whoops. So, yeah, deep states being taken down, and they've been the whole thing's been worked out and it's been playing out for the last two years and now the big reveal is coming yeah all these people are going to go down oh by the way biden and his whole ukraine nonsense mm -hmm. yeah did we not say there was not going to be a war in ukraine 
Yeah, right. He kept trying to egg one. The only person interested in Ukraine is Biden because he wants to make money off of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wants to do a back backdoor deal and uh, refill the uh, family coffers. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Do you, you folks, do you think Putin actually has any interest at all in Ukraine? Why? It's a corrupt it's a corrupt government and they don't have anything that, that Russia wants. <laughs> right. I think, I think what they're doing, they're, huh? pro- they're protecting themselves from uh, an invasion or any, you right. know, uh, so we're the ones rattling the saber going over there saying, Oh, <laughs> so what, what are the globalists going to do invade Ukraine so they can protect them from an invasion on Ukraine from Russia. <laughs> right. <laughs> What is this? I mean, this is just nonsense. Nothing is going to happen to Ukraine. All that's been is a, um, it's just been a psyop, just trying to get you to look over there while they're doing other things on the backside. Mm. Um, So here's a Toronto reporter said that Canada is a police state at this time. There's no rule of law. Guns were drawn. They suspended the debate in parliament. Yeah, Trudeau's done. Just give it time. The truckers already won. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all this stuff. I mean, I don't I don't think Biden's going to survive his full term. I think he's done. I think the 2022 uh, midterms. I know people are talking about a red wave. Don't always depend on that, folks. It may or may not happen. But there's indications that we're going to have a good year because. Number one, the globalist Republicans are getting taken down in the primaries. Mm. Everybody, everybody else calls them rhinos, Republicans in the name only. Right. I don't call them rhinos. I call them globalist Republicans. Mm. I think they hate that name more than rhino because it identifies them. People say, why is why is McConnell always protecting Biden? Well, really, really there's a very simple answer to that. They're both globalist. <laughs> mm. They're on the same page. They're both globalists. You don't want them. Get them out. We want people who are going to rep- actually represent the people of the United States. People who are going to abide by the Constitution. People who are not going to. They're going to have the moral character to, that they're not going to be bought off, bribed, or otherwise by the Communist Chinese Party or by anyone else, by the globalist bankers or anyone else. They can't be bought. We need people who cannot be bought representing us in our in our federal government mm-hmm. and our state and local governments right? that will stand up and tell those bankers and everybody else, go pound sand, get out of here. We're running our own country and we're doing it according to the constitution and just, you know, make their life miserable for a while. So the primaries are very important folks. Find out who the globalists are and vote them out. Absolutely. Vote for the Patriots. Oh, man. Good stuff. And I think uh, midterms can turn out to be really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, just because it has Republican by its name doesn't mean it's good. That's true. Very true. So that's kind of an overview. There you go. That's let me go over. Let me, so let me hit on. The, let me bring something else up. Um, uh, let me see if I can find. Oh, there's Nuremberg. I'm bringing things up on my computer. You want to hear just a, a, a little smidgen of it? Oh, yeah, let's do it. The department, the cabinet office. 
a revolution in the quality of education offered to British and later other Western school children, a revolution in the theft of intellectual property by the elite, a revolution in the model of healthcare and free access to it, and at home, a constitutional revolution uh, from the classic British uh, liberal democracy model, which I know that the continent of Europe and its law schools have uh, explicitly copied from Britain, to a model in which there is close control of what happens in parliaments and in agencies under the control of governments uh, using the whipped party system. This all happened, as I say, around 1870, and at home in Britain, it was... So in this portion, they're going through a history of the deep state, the globalists, mm -hmm. the, the cabal, and he's going into a history of it. Uh, you got five hours, brother? <laughs> five <laughs> hours of testimony. That's day two. Day one was all the medical folks that came in, and they just totally obliterate the whole pandemic uh, a, a mirage that's a good word for it oh, the yeah. whole pandemic mirage was completely obliterated uh it's fake the whole pandemic was fake they crunched the numbers they got the numbers up like i was saying before mm -hmm. by fake pcr tests and fake covid uh cases and they drove the numbers up and then used it as a psyop a psychological warfare to convince all of us that there really was a pandemic. But when we walked out and saw with our own eyes that the homeless were not dropping dead in the streets, then that should have been a clue to us. But what is a pandemic? It's the shots that are dropping people left and right all over the place. So, and we do see that. We see that. So that's just an example. So folks, look up uh, Nuremberg, uh, grand jury, that's the grand jury day too. Dr. Reiner Fulmich, um, and uh, he's the one who's running. They have an actual judge, a real international court judge, and they're listening to the testimony. They have witnesses, and uh, so, and guess who the jury is? Mm. You and me. Oh, the world is the jury. So they're it. doing this so that we can wake up and we can see what's going on and we can hold these people accountable. Isn't that interesting? That is very, very much interesting. Now, I need to go over here and find my thing on the, the psychological effects. I uh, had that and now I don't have it. Oh, let's see. There you are. Nope, that's not it. Okay, I just pulled it up just before the podcast. I might have to do some search here. Is there anything you want to add to all this stuff, brother? No, bro. Not really. You, I mean, it's pretty clear. <laughs> Not much to add to that, brother. Okay, I just brought it. See, there's uh, the one on climate. There's one on climate change, too. It's really good. This is a... So what you want to do, folks, is go to Principa scientific international mm. it's p-r-i-n-c-i-p-i-a scientific international they have really good articles really good information here's one cdc admits covid nose swabs being used for dna analysis what have we been talking about 
Uh, here's one that says, the real deal, climate change, myth versus reality, part one. Let's read you a little section of this. While Earth has undergone periods of warming and cooling, they turn out to be unrelated to CO2, where the absence of a correlation between increased CO2 and global warming means there cannot be a casual connection or, at best, only subtle, slight, and highly um, convoluted links between them. Mm. So that's the beginning. So go there and read that article. But the one I wanted to get into is this one. Doctor, best way to deal with irrational fear of virus. February 19, 2022. Written by the epochtimes.com. So he takes it from different, uh, they take it from different sources, right? Yeah, yeah. So just listen in and uh, I want to get your reaction after this. Okay. All right. Psychiatrist reveals, let me bring this down so I can see it better. Bear with me, folks. Thank you. <laughs> psychiatrist, psychiatrist reveals the best way to deal with family members who have been brainwashed by the government with an, irra with an irrational fear of a virus with a 99 plus percent survival rate, right? We, we have to say that like 100,000 times. There's a 99 plus percent survival rate of this so-called COVID, right? COVID-19. Uh, but there's not such a high survival rate in the COVID wards where they kill you and disappear. <laughs> Dr. Mark McDonald is a psychiatrist in Los Angeles, California, brother. Back yeah. in your over in your neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, neck of the uh, urban. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, he's in the Los Angeles area. He's written a book called, and write this down, ladies and gentlemen. Rush, hurry up, hurry up, get your pen, get your paper, run. Yeah, that pen over there. Yeah, and a piece of paper over on the other. Yeah, there you go. Get that. Now write this down. United States of Fear. That's United States of Fear. How America Fell Victim to mass delusional psychosis. I'll say it again. United States of fear, how America fell victim to mass delusional psychosis. Got that written down? Order that book. That's a book you want to read. Anyway, he wrote that book, which is the topic of today's discussion. Around April 2020, McDonald actually made the brave decision to Get this, brother. Fire patients who refuse to accept his stand on certain realities and truths. Wow. All right. So why do you do that? Listen to this. Here's a, here's a quote of what he said. L.A. is a very politically charged climate. He says a lot of my patients, particularly those who would not identify as either conservative or even sincerely independent, tend to react in a very emotionally charged way when they work with somebody who does not share their value system. And then it becomes difficult to work with them. I can't help them. I noticed that there was something bigger than just politics at play with the whole rise of the pandemic. About 10 to 20% of my patients left either they either left abruptly without saying anything, or they argued with me. Some, some of them actually attacked me personally and condemned me. A few threatened to report me to the medical board for saying such horrible things as children should, not, should be able to breathe without a mask on their face. I'll say it again. A few threatened to report me to the medical board. Now, why were they reporting to the medical board? Because he said horrible things like children should be able to breathe without a mask on their face. Oh, that's that's horrible. I take yeah. offense to that. Oh, my goodness. He, he needs his license taken away for that, right? <laughs> Good night. Yeah. 
So, see, this is how much they believe Fauci. They believe the government entities that are pushing the lie. Anyway, and why would they push a lie? Well, they have ulterior motives, folks. Follow the money. Mm-hmm. What I con- And follow the power. Uh, what I concluded after seeing the fallout from this is that those who left, those who attacked me, they really are no longer people that I can help. Because really good therapeutic work, at least that the work that I do, starts from a position of truth and reality. Mm. Now, I'm not claiming to have the monopoly on truth or reality, but I certainly value it so highly that I'm not willing to sacrifice it for someone else's emotional comfort or well-being in the moment. The ones they stayed, I'm sorry, the ones that stayed and those who've taken their places have all been far, far more committed to the work and to getting better, to healing themselves emotionally and psychologically than any of the people that left. So I am not in no way, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'll try this again. So I am in no way regretful of that decision. I think it's made me a better clinician, a better Mm -hmm. practitioner. And most importantly, it's enabled me to continue to speak clearly, publicly and honestly about what I think is a much more important problem than just shots and masks, which is the state of our country and how we are being controlled and manipulated by corrupt individuals and corporations. So it says that the public has been groomed to fear. Fear is one of the most powerful motivators of behavior, and clearly people's behavior has been massively manipulated through the use of fear these past two years. The motivation behind the book was to provide a retrospective analysis and explanation for how it all happened. Quote, the wool wasn't pulled over our eyes on March 15, 2020, McDonald says. What I suspected, uh, uncovered, and explained in the first third of the the book is that this process actually began a long time before that. Hmm. What we've had and have been suffering from is a slow grooming effort by government, by corporations, by wealthy, powerful individuals for a number of decades. I even go back to post-World War II in my book with a very specific example for those who were growing up during those times of the duck and cover exercises to protect against nuclear holocaust. That's when you're hiding under your desk. I did that when I was in elementary school, brother. I remember that. Obviously, hiding under your desk is not going to protect you from a nuclear bomb. (laughs) But they condition these kids to believe it. Right, right, right. And yet we were all told to do this. This practice, in my view, instilled in children a sense of fear, a sense of vulnerability and a reliance on a higher power. Not God, but a higher human power. Idolatry, right? Mm -hmm. Usually an authoritarian power. The power of schools or officials to protect you from this very... um, unspecified vague threat the fear mongering among climate change and ecosystem collapse also falls under this grooming i'm not going to say the existence of pollution is not real he says however to say that uh, the world will end in 12 years is not truthful (laughs) (laughs) I agree. The goal is to change people's behavior, to instill a sense of compliance so that resources can be reallocated. Quote, so at the outset of the book, my goal is to explain how did we get to be so afraid? 
how did we get to be so capable uh, so capable of being fear struck so quickly by something that very early on was clearly not a significant threat to most Americans. Even to those for whom it was a threat, there have been very helpful, successful, cheap, effective treatments that essentially cured nearly 100% of the people who were struck by this virus. So why the fear? In explaining the how and why of how we got to this point, my hope has been that people who are perhaps not entirely brainwashed, but those who are just somewhat confused, somewhat perplexed, not entirely clear thinking, but certainly want to be, will see their thoughts organized so that they can then move to the more important step, which is what do we do about it? Mm. Addicted to fear. One likely reason why outright nonsensical countermeasures have been embraced is because fear paralyzes rational thinking. People who are terrified of dying from COVID cannot comprehend how ridiculous masking is because they cannot reason their way through the problem logically. Oh, my goodness. We just defied that professor of yours. This 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 psychologist must be the Antichrist. I don't know. Anyway, the Antichrist, bro, you know, <laughs> yeah. Just this is funny how it just comes right back around to the beginning mm-hmm. of the podcast where you were talking about that uh, theology professor who had it so wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll move on. What's more, they don't want to. So they don't want to do what? They don't want to think logically, do problem solving. That's what he's talking about. Uh, So he explains it further. They're not curious at all. So here's his quote. This is my little diagnostic technique. Does the person express curiosity to know something different than when he or she knows right now? Than what he or she uh, knows right now? If the answer is no, I don't even go further with that person in conversation. It's absolutely pointless. So the folks don't waste your time arguing with people who are whole, wholly convinced that the world is going to end because of COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that, that you're a super spreader. If you don't follow all of the guidelines, six feet, you know, get the 56 booster, right. Get the yeah. wear six mask on your face in a, in a, I don't know, whatever else on your head. You know, what was it? That one that they talked about, they talked about putting a, uh, they, they did an experiment and they found out that pantyhose on the head over the mask seals the mask better than any other thing. You know, what's weird folks. Uh, criminals used to wear masks. Now they're calling people don't wear mask criminals. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Anyway, I told you it's a Poseidon adventure. Everything's flipped upside down. Um, anyway, he says ambivalence is another word that we use in motivational interviewing. We assess for ambivalence. Is the person trying to hold two different opposing positions at the same time? Because that leads to a resolution. If there's no ambivalence at all and there's no curiosity, and I don't really know where you start, so I'll ask, what is it that you understand right now about what's happening? If I sense some ambivalence, if I sense some lack of confidence, then I'll ask a follow-up question. I'll ask, are you curious? Are you interested in learning about some other information or some other viewpoints that you might not be aware of right now? And often, if I've got if I've got to that point, 
the person will say tentatively, yeah, maybe. If I get, on the other hand, absolutely not, or more of a, con a condemnation, what do you mean? Are you one of those anti-vaxxer hoaxers? That kind of response. Then I know I'm probably not going to really proceed very successfully. <laughs> so I let up. I back off. If someone's addicted to fear, I just wait and see if they're open and willing and ready to lose their addiction. Do you see where he's going with this? An article goes, oh, how much? There's a lot more to it. So I just read a portion of it. Uh, this article, by the way, is found on Principia Scientific International. You can go read it. It's called Doctor, Best Way to Deal with Irrational Fear of Virus. And the book, once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get it, United, United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to Mass Delusional Psychosis. Yep. The whole thing was theater. Wow. And, and just by you reading that article, the doctor is more than, than willing and open to discussion and, you know, proving of these things and, you know, going as far as to be, uh, it seems like he's patient with the, his patients, right? Uh, yeah. They are fearful. And, and I mean, he's doing it out of, uh, I think, a heart that is, you know, really uh, uh, putting himself out there at the point of even losing, you know, his you know, or allowing people to attack him so he can lose his uh, his license, but uh, because he understands and knows that it, it's, it's, it was bad. It was right. a hoax. You know, it's only in the name of money that all this fear was put into people and control. So obviously yeah. he's one of those doctors that's, you know, uh, more than willing to, you know, tell the people that everything's going to be fine. It's not what you think. Don't wear a mask. It's going to hurt you more if you do, you know, right. so, but at the same time, you can see, especially because people are living with that fear when he says these things, you know, about wow. don't give your children a mask, they're going to panic. And it's like, again, they're going to look at you like the antichrist, right? <laughs> right. right. That's so, true. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's true. I mean, they, uh, but they've been convinced of these things and, uh, and it's just, you can't do anything about that. Just, let, I guess you could just let them be. Try to if you, if you try to talk with them and say, "Hey, look, you know that mask doesn't protect you," and they go they go nuts. I'd leave it alone. Yeah, no, I'd absolutely. I mean, when they're conditioned like that, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's almost they're, like when we talk about Romans one in regards to the sense of the divine that is within all of us. Uh, mm -hmm. but we suppress the truth. I mean, that's, that's, that's gospel right there, right? We suppress the truth right. uh, um, and unrighteousness. It's almost, you know, like that. They suppress the truth of, you know, uh, this doctor letting them know, hey, everything's going to write. I'm a doctor. I know what I'm talking about, right? To the right. point where it's like, uh-uh, no, no. Man, maybe it could be true, but everybody over here is going this way with the flow, which I'm going uh, I don't think so. So suppressing, you know, truth, doctors right? get very little training on nutrition. Mm -hmm. they, 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 most of their training is on pharmaceuticals. Yeah. That's yeah. I believe that. And, and, and the reason for that is money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Nobody makes money on hydroxychloroquine. It's too cheap. It's too easy to, to distribute because it's cheap. And you know why too, brother? Because it's not an addictive drug either. Right. 
And it's effective. And it's effective. Exactly. And if it's effective, you make people well, then you don't make money. Mm-hmm. You want to keep them. Why do they keep saying, oh, get, get the booster. Oh, get the next booster. Oh, why? Now, and then Fauci came out and said, oh, dude, it looks like it's the next, uh, you know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going to have to have boosters. Or no, it was 10 years. He said, yeah. the next 10 years, we're going to have to have boosters. Why? More money. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Mm-hmm. That's the first reason. You want know the second reason is? They got to keep you alive to make their money because they've already destroyed your immune system with the first three shots. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now they're, they, they will really hard push those boosters to keep, try to keep you alive so they can keep giving you boosters and keep making money. Yep. Mm. It's that sinister folks. Wow. It really is. And these people need to go to prison. They need to be tried and convicted for genocide. Mm, 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 and one doctor that I was listening to that testified before the, this new Nuremberg trial called it that. Wow. The judge asked him a very long and drawn out question to make sure that, that he covered all of the bases in the question uh, concerning the motivations of the people who are doing this. And that doctor looked at the judge and said, Your Honor, this is classic genocide. Mm. It was huge for that doctor to say that. Huge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But those doctors are censored on Facebook, YouTube, oh, absolutely. Twitter, the, you know, mainstream media. Mm-hmm. You're not so if that's all you're watching, even you know, and you say, Oh no, I watch uh, what's the new one? Uh news I watch Newsmax. I, I love Fox News. I watch Newsmax. Well, Newsmax ain't gonna tell you either. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? You're gonna have to go to the wacky far right, as they call it. It's not, but they call it that alternative media to find Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Amazing stuff, brother. Amazing stuff. Covered a lot today, bro. We did. That's a good podcast. We, you and I both know somebody's going to come along and say, oh, because it's in time. Well, we already covered that. Yeah, we're going to end. <laughs> don't start that again. Why are you starting that again? Huh? I don't know. I'm just obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the reason, folks. We talk about these things because it's the primary theological stand that is it's all over the place in christendom you know that uh end times mentality the end of the world mentality all i can uh, say is how about how about what talk about being conditioned right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly all i can say is don't some of us will be here to pick you up and dust you off and encourage you and help you get through it when the scenario you think is going to happen doesn't <laughs> We're here for you. We still love you. We still love you. We still care about you. <laughs> Good stuff, bro. Well, if you don't have any final thoughts, I don't. I mean, I think we said it pretty good. Uh, I think so, brother. Um, I'll leave it up to you. Close this out and your final thoughts or final statement you want to make. Well, just you know, go back and live your life. Stop. Stop letting. Um, criminals who are in government tell you every, you know, micromanage your life and tell you everything you can and cannot do. Okay. Live your life the way you choose to live it. 
according to God's word. All right. So if you want to go back to normal, there's only one person that can do that for you. You just go back to normal. Just do it. Don't ask anybody's permission. Don't ask the government's permission. Just go back to your life and go back and hug your grandkids and love on your family. I saw my grandkids this weekend. We drove to another state. I went to see family. Yeah. Did we social distance six feet and wear a mask? Heck no. We were hugging each other like crazy. You know, mm-hmm. go back to that. Don't you miss it? Don't you miss that life? Well, then don't wait for them to give you permission. Just go back to it. Do it. They, that's the one thing they can't stop. That's the one thing they can't overcome. And remember, folks, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. And you're not an antichrist if you don't wear a mask. Peace. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, we wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. Uh, I want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Uh, we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. 